Welcome to University and Everything in Between. It's episode number five. I hope you're having a great day or night or evening, wherever you listen to this. Let me know. Make sure to give us a good rating on Apple Music if you are listening there. But regardless, this week it's going to be a fantastic little debate and conversation with the lovely Deborah Conte, who's come on to talk to me all about Black Lives Matter, as well as her experience at university as a minority black student in an overwhelmingly middle class white university. So let's welcome to the show the amazing Deborah, who looks fantastic today. You've, you've... Really? Oh, you try to guess me? I tried. <laughs> I tried. You know. How are you? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm actually good. Honestly speaking, the weather is beautiful today. Like yesterday, 36 degrees. I was actually melting in my household. Like, let's um, hope I... it's as let's hope it's as warm when people are listening to this podcast as it was yesterday. For real. For real, because by the time, uh, if York's weather decides to be as mad as it was the time when I came, you need to break. Like, <laughs> because <laughs> it was absolutely like just, I, I can't even handle it. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm really glad to hear that. But um, you are a student at University of York, and I got in touch with you to come onto this podcast, and I'm excited to speak to you about a you know a real you know diverse range of topics that hopefully you'll have a great insight on and that people will find interesting to hear your opinion on because there's a lot of stuff happening at uni right now that's you know quite topical there's a lot of stuff happening around the world that's you know really topical and really important and debates need to be had and i think it's important to open this dialogue so i'm excited to learn um about you know the life of someone in a minority at, U- at the university of york which is historically and still is currently a heavily white middle-class university and you know what that experience is like um but just to start off this episode just you know we're gonna we're gonna start off light and then gradually <laughs> it's gonna yeah, it's gonna up. it's gonna build up yeah so i mean as a youtube creator as well which is which is an, another one of the reasons why it's important to have you on because you have a voice that reaches people and people tune in to watch you for, for who you are the last three months we've been in the sort of lockdown how has that experience been trying to create content in in a situation where you know a channel that's predominantly based around university life and that experience yeah. uh, i'm not gonna lie for, i have to say advice for any starting youtubers make sure you pre-record your content i swear to god it is the most jarring thing when you don't have you're a uni vlogger and you don't have a day in the life of so 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 like i have no videos about a day in a life does that even make sense that makes no <laughs> sense legit like so anyone starting just make sure you pre-record content i don't care how rubbish it is just pre-record it um but the good thing is my like um i've tried to not just be considered like a uni youtuber if that makes yeah. sense because when i graduate i still want to be making bread do you get so <laughs> do you, i still need to expand elsewhere you don't beat it's around the bush fa- I, what can why am I going to sugarcoat it? I'm trying exactly. to listen. I'm trying to reach something. Like, this is called a side hustle. I haven't got my job yet. So, you know, your girl has to be hustling somehow. Um, But yeah, honestly speaking, it's been okay. I think it's just the difficult bit is about, like, editing in this yeah. confusing weather. And also editing when sometimes your phone decides to die in the middle of you recording such beautiful content. And you say, God, you know what? Thank you for your mercy because I cannot do it today. I can't. I can't do it um but yeah it's it's, it's good because like i even did a come down with me with my friends actually i'm glad Can you I... mentioned it i was yeah. gonna ask okay cool <laughs> it was oh my gosh oh like i was so happy because people <laughs> guys are getting excited i'm sorry um 
But I did um, a Come Dine With Me competition. Now, my best friends that I call family, I'm not going to lie, like, these guys yeah. are, like, friends for life. Um, my friend was like, yeah, like, I can cook, whatever. She was chatting nonsense, basically, yeah? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Since you can cook, let's do whatever. So all of us brought lasagna, jollof, fried rice, spaghetti. I brought... Um, Chicken stir fry with apple crumble. Oh, and you're making me cream. hungry. Listen, if we're coming to cook, we're coming to cook. I know. That's what I like playing. to hear. I'm <laughs> playing. I came third though, quite disappointing. In my opinion, it was a bias. I'm just gonna say it's just because, you know, <laughs> whoa. They thought the chicken on somebody else's side was nicer. Not gonna yeah. complain. It's okay. I still got a medal at the end of the day. Um, you no, didn't have a was... you didn't have a classic come dine with me meltdown. Have you seen some of those videos? With the with that guy that's like, <laughs> yeah. you know what, Sarah? Good for you. I, I hope I hope that bad loser. Oh my god, I forgot who he's called. He's literally like, you know what? I hope you enjoy the money. I hope you yeah. enjoy it because right now you're such a... He said you're reversing dumpster truck. I said, what yeah. kind of cuss? <laughs> like, the fact that you were that creative to think of a cuss like that, props to you. I'm not He's a legend. Um, but yeah, it was it was very nice um, just having family together. And especially when I go back to York, it's difficult for me to come back to London. Um, just in case you still haven't noticed to the listeners, I'm from London, um, you know, because I, that's where it's meant to be just saying um oh you have yeah. no idea my accent my accent stands out because i'm the old you know northern yorkshire lad you know <laughs> yeah. and, and i'm speaking to every single guest on this podcast is just from london really <laughs> oh yeah i was like, oh yeah that's true i think yeah it's all right i mean my one's a bit different do you get what i mean yeah. like, my one's very east kind of yeah like on yeah like that's me <laughs> no i, I get it, I get it, it up, yeah. but it was really cool to do the come down with me um and even just um being able to cook and show my mom i can cook as well that was mm. also props because <laughs> sometimes she's like all oh, you can make is noodles i said no you I gotta can prove you gotta stand your ground Thank prove you. that you can and i did it that day and ever since then i haven't been here zip been. it's been zip. nothing, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's cool um, i enjoyed watching that come down with me video i thought it was oh, really fun it. it's such oh a i think I think it's such a good, like, you know, exploration of creativity and, you know, trying something new. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, the last three months, it's been like a case of if you've, you know, lost a job or something or, you know, you've literally just been sat around not doing very much. You know, you can go a bit mad. And it's this podcast has helped me so much for about (laughs) like reconnect with people and just have something to do. But like. In a year as a whole, regardless of whether it's been lockdown, it's been quite a challenging year in terms of like politics and mm. race issues and, you know, health, you know, mental health, physical health, um, being stuck at home. What is your like, what is your, what, where are you at at the minute in terms of like headspace and, and, mm. and your general like mental health, I suppose? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I think the first couple of months, because it's been five months now right yeah about i think four about five months or whatever yeah. yeah but um for the first couple of months i'm not gonna lie i i was like sold down i'm not gonna lie because it's like it was like staying at home that's great I, I was definitely happy to come home i have to say that because when i'm far from home as much as i love being in my own unicorn and whatever whatever it's lovely to come home but the reason for coming home 
kind of put the mood down because it's not like I came home. Well, I mean, thank God I didn't do exams because <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that would have been, that, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of actually like my mental health, I think there were definitely periods where, um, not that I was like low, but just more, it kind of felt like not doing anything. It was just the same routine again and again and again. Um, and it, it gets repetitive, but then it also gets... Um, very weary and tiring and then even when you mentioned about um the black lives matter thing like the fact that that is now being added on top of coronavirus it's like Mm. yo at one point i legit know for a fact like twitter is mad i just have to say that can i say that i've said it twitter is absolutely mad like it is crazy and it doesn't have any filter so you see content before the news has even censored it like exactly so I well censored seeing... censored might be the wrong word but like oh yeah like <laughs> um like, like until the news has even covered it like thank you what you might mean. legit um and there was some content on there that just it it's not it's not what you should be seeing kind of thing yeah. um so i definitely believe like not my mental health was low because um i have a good basis like a good grounding to go to like a good foundation um, which kind of helped me grounded a little bit, which yeah. is my faith, and I always mention that. Yeah. Um, but I think I was definitely just because you believe in a faith doesn't mean you will not be low. Doesn't mean no, you exactly. won't be tired. Um, doesn't mean you won't be upset. It just means more. You have something to go to when mm. it becomes a repetitive cycle. Um, and I definitely believe, like at the time, it was just upsetting. Like it's not cute. I think that's more than anything. It's not cute, and you hear numbers like. It was getting to 30k and I'm thinking, Boris, wagwan, brother. Like, are we not, <laughs> what, like, what? Suddenly when you went back to the ICU, that's when we're suddenly now putting know, in yeah. measures. Like, I'm just trying to say, like, we're seeing Germany. Germany didn't even hit 5k and they were already putting in measures when it was about 200, 300. So in my head, I'm saying, what, are we trying to reach a goal here? Like, I don't. Mm. I don't get it. Um, yeah, well, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about you know like Twitter. We're gonna be talking about the Black Lives Matter movement, and I've got some things that have happened at the university recently that I think we should discuss. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 you you might know about it. You might not. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'll get your hot take on it. Um, as a student, though, you mentioned in a lot of these a lot of these topics. But as a student, do you feel like you're sort of trapped in that bubble of not really being able to do much about it, or or do you think that it is in fact student responsibility to hold? these people to accountable you know just some examples like Greta Thunberg you know being mm. like one of the biggest world climate change activists in the world um, there was Emma Gonzalez who did loads of powerful speeches yeah. last year um, for gun control in America do you think that it's the responsibility of students like yourself to you know hold these people and institutions accountable or do you think it's just you know a case where it all happens around the sort of microcosm of university and, and you know, you, you just sort of deal with it. Mm, I think I think it's both. I say both because, one, when you're in uni, it's like a little bubble. Whenever um, you have the student activists, um, everyone kind of believes that the activity that is happening in the uni, it's making as much of an impact directly to government. And yeah. I'm not denying any student activists. If anything, I'm one myself, like, low-key, because I'm part of a society, so, yeah. Exactly. But regardless, 
of that i think when you're trapped in a bubble sometimes you forget that as much as the impact is being made for students these students are willing to listen that's not where we should target if that makes sense mm-hmm. um those aren't the people that should be directly um hearing our voice it is definitely a responsibility as students for us to step up and say what we need to say um i think it is about using wisdom because not everybody wants to listen um, people yeah. will hear but they won't li- no sorry people will listen but they won't hear mm-hmm. um so you can tell you can be talking at somebody but at the end of the day somebody's pre um pre notions like their own values and beliefs will definitely construe the way how they process the information that you've given to them so um i think for one as activists or as students point blank period when you see injustice when you see something that is not right you should say it regardless like you don't need to have the title of an activist to be act to be activate no english well whoa we're gonna whoa whoa, that english was wrong (laughs) back it up back it up (laughs) we're gonna go back i can speak english y'all i can okay um no but as students we need to make sure that um activism doesn't have to be um protesting activism doesn't have to be um you tweeting and everybody retweeting your post no activism can just be i don't appreciate what you said that was rude can you not do that because that is you actively engaging in um against sorry in discrimination injustice so yeah um yeah like i think it is definitely a responsibility we shouldn't just leave it to adults like that's long that's that's long that's exactly. long we're all we're, we're all old enough to have our own opinion and and you know 110 percent, 110 percent, and it should be an educated opinion in my opinion like it Definitely. shouldn't just be you chatting nonsense because you want people to know you have a voice everybody has a voice but it's those who have educated voices that get heard that is the difference um and education is not difficult to find google is out there like it's free just do something called typing it's fantastic it's such a new concept i want you guys to know you, you heard it type, there. type oh type 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 and enter you see you see the little enter and you find yeah millions. it's, it's- it's really key there's, there's no real excuse to not be educated nowadays and we're going to be talking no about someone i mean i've referenced it already someone who sort of said something that wasn't really perhaps as educated as it could have been but one of the few avenues of you know public life you've mentioned it already um that that kind of hasn't been in the news lately and and, and usually is in the news for perhaps not always the most positive reasons um is religion but i just mm. sort of my first sort of question to you is like why is christianity so important to you Oh, I think if I'm being real, I don't want to come and give a cliche answer. Like I'm not that person where it's like, God revealed himself to me in a dream. And he said that must be, no. Like I think if I'm being totally real, um, Christianity is important to me because it's just a foundation as I was mentioning before. It's about having something to go to when nothing makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Like. I'm not going to lie. Some Christians won't even say this, but faith is madness. I want you to deep it. Like, I'm not going to preach, but it actually says it in scripture. Faith is the um, substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is something that does not make sense. But because it does not make sense, it allows you to um, have something grounded on when the whole world don't make sense. Do you know what I mean? Everything that's going on now um, don't make sense. I think that's the one question I'm going to ask God. I'm going to be like, you know what? I mean, really, we have to go through all of this, you know, the racism, the the every like, really, God. I mean, and what and 
when when I do hopefully by God's grace when I do go to heaven hopefully hopefully um, <laughs> well, um but hopefully when I do that would be the first question I'd be like why racism like yeah. nothing else we could just we couldn't just be more creative um so faith um sorry Christianity for me really is just um a foundation to hold on to when things don't make sense and it's also especially with everything else going people people need that people need people need a sense of hope you know people yeah. need to know like there is something better coming there is something nothing makes sense right now so there has to be something greater there has to be something bigger and better and i think that's why faith is so important to me yeah. um and the but, first time even when we met sorry not to cut you off but the first time oh, even sorry. when we met i was actually like hallelujah he was probably thinking i'm mad like because <laughs> that's all. just me like that's just me and um yeah that that's why <laughs> sorry no it's that's interesting why. that you mentioned that it's like something that people can fall back on in times of you know difficulty but i think I think you'd agree with me when I say that you're probably in a minority in terms of young people who openly talk about faith. Oh, 110%. Do you uh, openly do you openly talk about uh, your faith at university to people or is it more just a personal journey? Um, I'm not going to lie, I'm not the type of person to force it down my throat. If any, and I think that's an issue that within the Christian faith we have that we try to force somebody to be Christian. Christ didn't force none of his believers to be Christian and we're meant to be following Christ, not the religion. So that's that's one thing. And yeah. for all the believers that might disagree, well, go read your Bible. If you're triggered, if, if the shoe fits, wear it. Like, that's just the way how we're supposed to be. Um, and I think for me, I'm, I, I'm, I do it in a funny way where people like, they can relate and be like, oh, this girl, she kind of... She kind of funny, you know, like she don't even say <laughs> no, like, agree. you know, for real. Like I don't do it in a way that's so serious because you can have fun with your faith as well. Like, yeah. God, man, like you can. Um, and I don't, I'm not the traditional like, oh, you have to make sure, you know, baptize yourself. No, um, as long as the message is being conveyed, I've done my duty as a believer. Um, and whether that's through me putting gospel music in the middle of me showering and you're passing by and I'm singing, that's your business. First of all, you should be reading your book while you're passing by. That's, I don't know why. That's <laughs> why you, why are you hearing you shower? Why are you trying to, <laughs> that's just a very random example, but let's just say it's happened. <laughs> um, yeah, <I> right. <laughs> Way to spread the word there, yeah, Deborah. Yeah. <laughs> um, or if it's a case of where what I did, as soon as I entered my uni accommodation, I had mm. a scripture on my door. Um, that's nothing much that's not me forcing it down your throat it's not that's invasive. legit just it's not it's literally it's my door it's what i want to do and if you see it then i'm indirectly telling you the word and it was pretty so yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah here's a so. question for you i don't know if you'll be able to answer it but what are some of the for people listening what are some of the uh religious societies at the university of york if, if you know of them or if yeah, you sure. don't um, if you don't i've got them written down so oh you do okay <laughs> I, that's good because i don't know no two <laughs> well um sorry um love group is one um i'm leading that next year actually just self-promotion awesome. just thought i throw that out there or glory to god um and a second one is also um the christian union which a friend of mine grace is leading next year so bigger and better things coming up for our societies hopefully for sure for sure yeah Here's but there's obviously question. more yeah, there's obviously more. You can find all of them on the Yusu website. They've got a yeah. whole subsection category for all of those. There's loads of really great ones and there's loads of really great work that they all do. Does does religion have a place at university? Ooh. 
I feel like some people just, before I even thought, they said, no, how dare you? What do you think? <laughs> um, I mean, that is quite a naturally controversial, yeah. controversial or divisive question. Yeah. But I think it, it comes from the it comes from the, the, the realm of it being a case where some people will be like, well, this is obviously a place where lots of people come to get an education and it's mm-hmm. more about the academic side than it is to do with religion. Mm-hmm. And, and perhaps there could be a risk of people, you know, there's risks of people being indoctrinated into extremism. Yeah. And like, you know, um, to, that's obviously a very extreme case. Very extreme. I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there's there's issues around freedom of speech, you know, like yeah. students being prejudiced towards religious societies and not allowing them to voice their opinions and views. Is it right to, you know, get rid of it entirely or is it, you know, is it a key intrinsic part of university? You know, like, what's your opinion? On mm. um, I'm not going to lie. I'm just going to say it straight. I think it's key. I think if, even if you ban it, it will still be present. I think when you ban it, it will be even more present. And that mm. is, um, that's what happens naturally. We as humans, we, we like to be rebellious. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, regardless, you want to ban it? Man, we're doing 15 more societies just because <laughs> of it. Like, it's just the way how we are. I think... I keep mentioning this foundation thing, but with everything that's going on, I think it would be um, sad to not have something for people to reach to, regardless of whether you agree with the opinion. I'm not saying now, and I definitely agree with what you said about um, extremism and and uh, being prejudiced. Like that, oh, that's why I get. I'm so sorry. That's why I get so triggered when people mm. don't read their Bible. Like it, it, it's so, it's so clear. It's so, so clear. Like we're not meant to force down the word down people's throat. And that is the issue. That's why people don't come to faith because they just feel like there's too many rules and there's too many things constricting them to live the life that they want to live. And it's like, for me, I'm like, no, like that's, that's not the way how we should be bringing people to the faith. Like, it is even more of a reason, like, just because you believe doesn't mean your character and your personality should now do 360 and you should now become a nun and you should now not think about all these different things. No, like... I think having these societies allows people to make a decision, yeah. allows people to um, explore outside, allows people to learn. Because just because you come to the society doesn't mean you're going to suddenly now believe in Christ. No, doesn't mean now you're suddenly going to be a Muslim or a Buddhist or whatever. Like, no, it just means it's there for those who do believe or who want to learn more. Um, and I think that's why we need it, because... It, why not expand your knowledge? Like, why are you trying to be limited? Like, mm. expand, expand it, deeper, expand it. Expand <laughs> I was thinking it. about, I was thinking about my response to that, to that question yeah, in the okay. last few days, and I agree with you in a lot of points. To be honest, I think it's important to provide people with, you know, that option to worship their faith and not mm-hmm. feel like it's, you know, being, you know, sort of isolated or discriminated in any way, and yeah. you know. I think it's, you know, inclusive in being inclusive at universities is key to academic success. If people feel like, you know, that they're not welcome in, in a particular way, whether that's through their faith or, you know, perhaps the color of their skin or, mm-hmm. you know, even if they have a controversial opinion, I think it should be allowed to be vocalized mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then it puts them in the public space and people can then explain to them why perhaps that opinion is not correct. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, and and just on a more basic human level, like, you know, for many people, religion and faith and, and groups like that can present like a friendship group and, and, a, and, a, and a safe place where they might otherwise not have had, mm. um, you know, if they've had a difficult childhood or a difficult, you know, 
experience at some point in their life and and perhaps that that space that group of people is is in some way you know like a, a, a safe uh, yeah a, a safety, safety net yeah. for them um so in that realm i think i think having religious societies at universities is really important and on top of the fact that they work on lots of charities raising money and doing events and you know mm. when i was at university well i'm still at university when <laughs> i was in first year is what i meant to say um like the christian group or well, one of the religious societies would go around mm. handing out donuts and things and yeah. i had this little cactus that i had oh, for no for a oh, whole year so <laughs> i oh never watered God. it because i was just not i was lazy yeah, Listen, <laughs> guys these are plastic all right we don't do that around here it's for no. decoration sorry I never watered it because I was just so lazy. But but I mean, it was a pleasant little gift to to receive yeah. in that first few weeks when university was like such a stressful change, and you know that was like a nice little act of kindness that were just kind of like they, they didn't have to do that, but they did, yeah. and and it yeah. and it sets me, you know. Um, but what what are some of the things that you're obviously going to? You said you were going to run the committee for a for a group. What what was that group called again? Sorry, a uh, love group. Uh, what are they? What are they going to be doing? What are they going to be doing in the next in the next year? Um, I shouldn't have said that, but it's okay. We we, we haven't. Um, but last year, because it was my first year, what did we do? It was like um, it's more discussion based, and I think that again, that's another thing that I really do like about this group in particular. It's not just preach, preach, preach. It's actually understand what you believe in, you know, mm. because if somebody came up to you and said, what does this mean? And you don't know simple, basic scripture. It's like, come on. Like, um, so hopefully next year it will be worship, singing, actually, mm, hold on. I forgot there's a pandemic. I might have to retract that. There might be. Might be. (laughs) To be confirmed. Yeah, to be confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) To be confirmed. But we know for a fact, like, um, we're definitely going to be doing discussions. We're definitely going to be doing um, uh, reading of the word and teaching, hopefully, and see where it goes from there. Um, Mm. Yeah, for sure. In, in, In a bit of my research when I was preparing for this episode, there was an article that I found that talked about a little bit to do with the level of female leadership in in mm. a in a minority of these christian societies um because there's a minority belief that women shouldn't be allowed to run a christian society yeah. what is what is your opinion on that you really gonna ask me that i just told you i'm leading a whole group i mean what i, I think okay the reason why i want to explain the reason why people might have that understanding um i think especially between certain denominations um they have that belief because there's a scripture that talks about how um a woman in the bible should be quiet now the reason why well not like that but just generally that was the whole gist like she shouldn't be um in the forefront kind of thing Mm. and what i say to that is first of all let's look at deborah in the bible you know she was the first woman judge i'm just saying my parents picked a fantastic name because <laughs> we don't play with names hallelujah can i get an amen somebody has said amen for you i hope so I amen mean. to you <laughs> come on jesus i mean um but she was the first 
judge she if it was not for her the whole israelite army wouldn't have survived like because she got a prophecy saying this is what you need to do um let's talk about esther let's talk about esther was one of um she sacrificed herself in order for the kingdom to be survived in and and marrying a king so that way her people can go forward so when people try and use one scripture and use that as a religious doctrine to prevent people from reaching the vision that god has given them i say to that go and read your bible i keep on saying it people don't read their damn bible they don't read it they don't it's there that's it even okay even christ yeah sorry not to go on but even christ the first people that he revealed himself to when he resurrected were women, women. yeah we're women that makes no like he don't need to it's christ this guy just came from the dead. He could have went anywhere, but he went to women. And in particular, the woman that he revealed himself to was considered the mad woman in the town. What? Yeah. You can't tell me that women should not lead. You cannot tell me that. Because then you're telling me that the vision that God created that particular person in an image that is not worthy enough to lead certain people. That is the way how I feel about that. Um, I don't think that it should be forced if women don't want to lead, it's okay. It's not by force. Why are we forcing people? It's okay. Yeah. Ah, it's not by force now. But if someone has the gifts, if someone has the vision, if someone has the ability, why are you trying to start them? Because when the gates of heaven open and God asks you, what did you do with your gift? Because that's what we've been told. Then it's tight because man will just pass by you. Man will just skip the lines. You get like, I'll be like, yeah, Christ, man, you see my notes? You see my notes? Man was making notes, brother. Man was, I'll do a fast pass to Christ. Like, I'm not, sorry, you can't wait in line. Took your as, time. As far as I'm aware, it is a very small minority of yeah. Christian societies <laughs> yeah. that, that do actually like yeah. take it to that extreme. <laughs> but I, I'm just going to pick on something that you said and we've talked mm -hmm. about it already, but it's, you know, um, the importance of being educated and I think it really yeah. is important to be educated but how do specifically for York how do these you know and I don't mean like preaching to people um, yeah. you know or shoving it down people's throats but how do these okay. religious societies you know um, promote or vocalize the society and, and you know what people can actually do and, and get up to and yeah. things like that what do you guys how do you do that well food i'm so sorry everybody loves food um <laughs> like you just mentioned it now with the donut with i'm so donut. sorry yeah. like food is the best way to evangelize like it is way when it's lunchtime and people haven't made dinner but you're now serving free food that is the best way i promise you the way how i got into this society was um was it fresh's fair i like fresh's fair is very daunting by the way oh it's scary yeah like <laughs> <clears throat> so sorry um one of the ladies that were um doing her store she had her own little store and she had like little meat pies so it kind of looked like yeah like when i said from that i said i will definitely go because i haven't had meat pie in so long uh and it was it's food like oh it's a simple food food <laughs> food i can get behind that like, i can get behind that what <laughs> <laughs> no, food, food is like, I mean, food is such, it just brings people together. It's just universally good thing. It's like petting dogs. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's like, if there's a list of things that are universally good. It's like petting dogs, food. Um, what else? Everything else. Everything yeah, else. Ev everything and, else. Like, anything else can be cool, but food and petting dogs. I need to, oh, I need to join that society. Too many people have been talking about, I petted a dog today. I said, from where? Where where, where are these dogs? Like, what? I've talked, I've talked about it on this podcast already because I went yeah. uh, to a few sessions. It is one of the most 
just mentally liberating really? things i think i i think i've done it's in alquin it's in the uh the little you know common room that they have in alquin yeah. just head there it's like once a week they meet up and they bring like nine dogs mm. but honestly if you've listened to that already it's on a previous episode of the podcast we talked about it in way more detail it trust <laughs> me, it's, i want to move yeah. on to talk about um music a bit now because Ooh. i'm a massive passion for music um yeah and guys obvi- go follow his insta and follow his band as well. Yeah, I've done my research too. Don't Have you been worry. researching yeah. me? Oh, it's okay. You thought you could just research me? No, because I do my checks too. And make sure y'all follow his band whenever they're doing their, you know, whatever tour in uni. Make sure y'all follow them because they be doing good work. Like I just said, oh, I said this is Liam. Said, You're embarrassing me. That's I'm, oh, I'm going please. red. It's your business. You put it on public domain. It is now public domain. Nah, yeah, for real. Well done, though. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, honestly, that was. It's been a hell of a lot of fun, and you know, had some mad stories that I'm gradually sharing across this (laughs) podcast. Because I've got to like, I've got to like keep up to par with the kind of guests I'm getting on. Because it's like I've got to get some good stories out, you know. Yeah, for real. Um, but in terms of like music, like obviously the last few months with the Black Lives Matter movement, there's mm-hmm. been a massive mandate with record labels and artists to really start like promoting black artists and, and you know, black music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with, with pe- we know uh, streaming services setting like quotas for the amount of black music they're gonna share and, and drawing in, you know, independent artists. Um, what are you listening to at the moment? It doesn't have to be from, from black artists. That's not what I'm trying to get at. Just like, in terms of what you're listening to at the moment, is there anything that you're really vibing with that you, you think mm-hmm. people should uh, check out? I think everyone should check out Afrobeats, guys. I'm such an Afrobeats fan. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I'm like. Oh, I right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna request. I'm gonna request a playlist now, then, please, because uh, I need. I need my first introduction. Don't play. No, Liam, don't play, because I have a starter playlist. So many people ask me, "Do you have a starter pack playlist?" I said, "Yeah." What? You try Absolutely. Like, wait, of course. Like, um, but yeah, I'm a huge Afrobeats fan. Um, like, just to name some of them, there's a guy called Wizkid, um, there's a guy called Burner Boy, and there's a lady called Tenny. Those are like my three favorite artists. Like, and they collab with big stars like Drake, like yeah. Sam Smith, like big, big people. Um, I'm a bit of a J. Cole fan. I'm getting used to him a little bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, you know, with J. Cole, yeah, he's been around, but I didn't really deep it. You know when you don't He's been around. It? He's been around for a little bit, but I didn't really, like, get into him. Because I feel like certain artists, if you're not a fan from day, it's a bit difficult to pretend like you've been, like, a proper fan from, no, like. Yeah. But, I, oh, that guy, I can appreciate his music. Like, damn. Like, mm, beautiful. No, Defo, you need to send me a playlist, absolutely. Yeah, I will. I actually will. He thinks I'm joking. Like, what? As soon as this is done, Liam, this is this is what you should be listening to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I mean, I'm some of the artists I've been listening to. I mean. Because uh, of, of my sort of connections, inverted commas, with cool. like the, the music industry and people that I work with yeah. in terms of music journalism, um, mm-hmm. I only got introduced to a guy called Daniel Caesar. I know he's huge, um, literally this year. And I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I was so shocked because uh, the, the music's oh, fantastic. Oh, come on. And uh, Loyal Karna as well. And I mean, just like they, they brought such oh, like a, a jazzy, like staccato jazz yeah, blues. Legit. And it's like it's just so warming it just like washes over you and you get like goosebumps it's 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 amazing i love it um did you see 
just to throw in another artist, did you see the Brit Awards yeah. performance from Dave? You I'm wrote not, Of course you did. Really? Really, Liam? <laughs> Listen, guys, I feel like this guy... Where's the volume? I mean, some of y'all, if you're hearing, if you still have not watched what we call the Brit Award performance of the decade, in my personal opinion, you should go now. That guy just turned 22. I know, it's magical. Just turned... I said, where is my Dave, God? Where is my own Dave? I need my own Dave in my life. Like, where is Dave? I need him. Ah, the, the graphics 22? the graphics on the piano and like the the double the, the double piano keys and then i think it's quite like powerful to have a, a, a i think i think they did that on purpose like having a you know a white uh, pianist play alongside dave um and then and then the graphics that play on the table in the middle it's 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 really amazing um but yeah and then I'm not even the lyrics then we get to the lyrics and then the lyrics and of course what Go, go and watch it. If you still haven't watched it, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Go and watch it. I don't care. Stop that assignment that you're writing. Go and watch it. I'm going to second that. Honestly, it's one of the most amazing performances <laughs> I think I've seen live in a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I think you'd agree black music is probably just as powerful in mainstream media as you know representations of black film lately. Mm. Um, I recently watched an amazing film. It's a witty American... Uh, so it's, a, it's a witty drama thriller uh, called mm -hmm. black clansman have, have you seen black clansman yet mm -mm. i'm very excited you haven't seen it actually <laughs> really? um, okay because i'm going to be showing you a clip now okay that's gonna... good that means it's going to be authentic guys okay and we are great. gonna we're gonna react to it um it's the first time you've seen it is that right yeah legit right. so here's a bit of context before we play it um, this is a clip from the beginning of the film. This is set in 1970s in Co okay. Colorado Springs. Uh, this film was released in 2018 and it's basically an undercover, a black undercover police officer who's been sent to basically uh, see what's happening at this rally by his superiors. And basically it's, it's, it's a black, it's a basically an early, early like Black Lives Matter rally. Um, mm. And it's basically to just see what this keynote speaker and 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 to try and find out whether he's inciting violence and he's trying to rile up black crowds basically yeah. um against police officers so that's what the clip is okay cool and i think it's got quite a lot of powerful words i'm going to skip over the intro because it's basically just that <laughs> woman like uh what's the word she's uh hyping she's like a hype the man hype the she, crowd. yeah yeah, yeah man. she's a hype man that's me you know i'm actually a hype man 100%. Not, not to discredit the importance of hype yeah men, of but. course <laughs> If you want to say anything while we're watching this clip, feel free to just... Yeah, I will. I will. Definitely. Thank you, Sister Patrice and the Black Student Union. Come on, Sister Patrice. I want to thank all of you, <laughs> my beloved sisters and brothers, for coming out tonight. But I'm here tonight to tell you mm -hmm. that it is time... Mm -hmm. For you to stop running away from being black. <laughs> it is time for you to stop running away from being black. You're college students, right? Right on. You should think. It is time for you to understand that you, as the growing intellectuals of this country, that you must define beauty for black people. Now that's black power. you something is beauty defined as someone with a narrow nose no. thin lips no. 
again. Mm -mm. Hell no. Hell no. Because you ain't got none of that. Period. <laughs> Our lips are thick. Our nose is broad. Our hair is nappy. We are black and we are beautiful. Did you hear that in the background? Some guy just shouts boom to the market. Really? Oh my God, We want to be so much like the white people who oppress us in this country. And because they hate us, and because we are ashamed of our African heritage, we then hate ourselves. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me tonight. Y'all dig Tarzan? Tarzan, I'm gonna be honest. When I was a boy, I used to go to the Saturday matinees and watch Tarzan all the time. And white Tarzan used to beat up the black natives. And I would sit there yelling, kill the beast. Kill the savages. Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. Kill them. But what I was saying was kill me. Mm. It was as if a young Jewish boy saw Nazis taking Jews off to concentration camps and cheered them on. Today, I want those chiefs to beat the hell out of Tarzan and send his lily white ass on back to the caves of Europe. But it takes time. It takes time to become free of the lies and their shaming effects on the black mind. It takes time to reject the most important lie that black people can't do the same things that white people do unless a white person helps them. Black power also means that we Talk must unite. We must unite and we must organize to form a base to fight racism. Yes. Yes. To fight our oppressors. The vast majority of Negroes around this country, they live in captive communities. And they must endure their oppression and their conditions because and only because they are black and powerless. And now, now, I feel like I'm that person that said, educate, you better <laughs> educate, the educate them. By white, racist cops. I said we are being shot down in the streets by white, racist cops. Fuck the police. We can no longer endure this kind of oppression without retribution. <laughs> that war in Vietnam. It is not only illegal, it is immoral. And you know what I tell them? Kind of goes on to talk about the war. Hell no, hell no, we won't go. 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 I'd rather see a brother kill a white racist cop than kill a Vietnamese. If he kills a racist cop, he is doing it for a reason because they are shooting black people in the backs, in these streets, right here in this very country. They're killing us like dogs. Right here. Right here. 
I just want to leave you uh, in closing, because I know it's getting late and y'all got to go party. I'm sorry, study. Uh, <laughs> I just want to leave you sisters and brothers with these last words. If I am not for myself, who will be? If I'm for myself alone, who am I? If not now, when? And if not you, who? 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 So that was the clip. I mean, a lot of resonating language, I think, even passes over to what's happening nowadays. How yeah. does that make you feel? Um, <clears throat> okay, so there was a lot in there um, that I'm not going to even sugarcoat. I definitely agree with. Um, especially the last bit where he was like, low-key people are being killed off like dogs. Like, it's absolutely crazy. Um, I think even the part a bit, sorry, about when um, he was speaking about how it's not considered uh, an achievement unless a white person helps you. Um, and I think that is something as black people, we hear so much. We always hear uh, white his history is white history. History is not black history. Black History Month is a whitewashed version. Um, we always talk about it. And so it might be tiring. I think the one thing as well, it might be tiring to keep hearing about it, but imagine how tiring it will be to experience it every single day. Like, I don't get mm. to change the colour of my skin. This is something that I've been given. So this is something that I'm consistently hearing every single day. If it's not race, it's hair. If it's not hair, it's face. If it's not face, especially with the, oh my gosh. Okay, the funny bit, I'm sorry, to make it a little bit lighthearted, the funny bit when he was like, you have thick lips. It is a witty it is a witty yeah. film in some places. That is quite a, like an intense clip um of yeah. obviously that that speech. Um and I know I wanna move on to talk a little bit about that experience of being, you know, a minority ethnic mm -hmm. person at university and what that experience is like. Um yeah. and the things that you talk about and the things that I find out. Um it may not be specifically about you, it may be about you, but it will most likely be about someone or something that someone's experienced, if you understand. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to find out what it's like and I'm, I'm gradually learning um, mm. about the kinds of people that you can come across. Um, there's been lots of things happening on Facebook about people speaking out about the kind of abuse that they face in York specifically. Um, which isn't positive, but obviously with the Black Lives Matter movement just like literally exploding again on mainstream media with the, you know, the problem in America just, yeah. you know, with sort of institutional racism and things like that. Um, do you feel like as a community you've, you are gaining a more powerful voice and exposing injustices? Mm, I feel, I feel like the word expose is a correct word i think the reason why i say it's correct is because will smith says something so accurate that you won't see unless like you consider something on black twitter like so yeah. um he said it's not like racism this hasn't been happening it's just being recorded you know it's not like none of this it's not like it's improving it's just being recorded um and i think that is such a prevalent statement that we need to realize that 
just because we didn't see it before doesn't mean it wasn't happening um and i feel we are making progress i feel we are definitely progressing but just because you're moving doesn't mean you're going in a direction doesn't mean um just because you're making a movement doesn't mean that you're progressing forward i'm not denying the changes that we've made i like i'm that would be very ignorant of me because that's very silly we've made changes we thank god but there's so much more to be done there there is the fact that even i'm going to call out my university the fact that our university is top five in lack of diversity like the least diverse uni i think that is just a wow i said oh i said right this is the university i go to i very interesting um there's a lot more to be done um but we thank god for progress absolutely <laughs> yeah. how do you how do you how, you how do you define equality oh just had to throw that one in me <laughs> um oh Okay, I don't believe that equality is um, doing the same for everyone because everybody's okay. experience is different. And I said, and what yeah. I'm, let me just, before people attack me, let me land. My plane has just taken off, okay? Let me just understand the turbulence in the wind. I mean, okay? Let me just explain. What I mean by that is, um, we should provide the same uh, rights. We should provide the same opportunities. Yes, we should provide the same things for both races or all different races, sorry, um, because that is the right thing to do, of course. But I think equality is also being able to um, understand that the experiences that we go through is different. And because they are different, there should be um, a different perspective um, that will enable correct policies that will have the greatest amount of impact on a particular community, if that makes sense. Just because a, a particular policy worked for um, majority of a particular group doesn't mean that it will work for um, another group, if that makes sense. Like, So I'm not saying that we should now come and, um, what's it called, not give equal rights to all black people because that would just not make sense. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, no. but... I've got melanin on my skin. So that just doesn't make sense, right? Okay. But what I'm saying is that we have to also um, understand the experiences that people are going through. We also have to make sure we have different perspectives on when we're creating policy for particular groups. Because at the end of the day, you might have an understanding, but everybody has when you're actually there, your level of understanding is greater. When you're actually in the community, your understanding of um what's going on is greater and that's what we actually need because at the end of the day we need things that will make a long lasting impact yeah so yeah how has your experience at university been the last year or two years whatever it's been have you have you faced any any particular challenging situations that have sort of stuck with you or have you known anyone who's been in sort of situations that have that have you know they've told you about or confided in perhaps yeah um i've definitely known several people <laughs> which it, i'm laughing but it's not funny like i've known several people that have been through experiences um i know for example i'll just take say myself because again i don't need to put people's business out there but no. for myself i think um it's just spitefulness and when you're in town people giving you a look that's a bit it's very subtle if that makes sense but we clock on it quick because we're like 
First of all, you ain't ever seen such a fine ass chocolate darling walking down the street. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. Listen, if you're going to look, you got to pay up. Okay. You got to pay up because first of all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> this is just the beginning. <laughs> I mean, I haven't even glued up yet. I mean, um, but yeah, honestly speaking, I think um, me and myself is very subtle. People give you looks. People will say little things when you're passing by, especially in town. Yeah. Um, when you're in a group of more than four, um, you definitely are. Oh, it is the most annoying thing. The most annoying thing when you're in a shop and suddenly the security guard decides to follow you around. That's My guy. What? It happened even it happens even in London. People feel like just because London's multicultural, it don't happen. It happens. So I look at me, brother. Look at me. Man will walk inside the shop like this, looking sweet, and I'll still get followed. That don't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense. It yeah. is the most annoying thing and it, it, it's like we know why it's happening, but once we start voicing why it's happening, people are like it's not that deep why are you trying to do the most why are you trying to speak like why are you trying to so so so, so like oh he was only doing his job he was only so 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 but if you're only doing your job specifically with certain groups how am i not how am i meant to feel you know yeah and it's happened to me and it's like there are times where i've like had to walk out of the shop and not buy what i wanted to buy because it's like i i, I don't need this right now like I'm buying, I'm buying milk. Why? I'm buying milk. I, I, I have no pockets. How could I run <laughs> out of the shop? And like, I have nothing. <laughs> like, and it's, it's the most. Anno- that is one of the most annoying things for me. It's like I have money. Stop following me. It's not by force. Um. So yeah, I. So it's more just. It's more yeah. just the the sort of like more subtle things that perhaps people don't realize or maybe do realize that they're overtly doing. Yeah. But on the receiving end of that as someone who experiences it perhaps you know a lot it builds up and then becomes something that you are then hyper aware of and it makes you feel mm-hmm. isolated is that legit what? yeah um and i think it's even more different when you're in a city that is predominantly white because when you're i mean where i'm from i'm from east london so yeah. it's it's like yo my secondary school was black my sixth form was black black it was predominantly black like so when you come to the university or even a town that is predominantly white cool it's different um but i think it's more different when you actually begin to experience the things you've been hearing about um and not that i know people that have been through a bit more excuse me i know that more people have been through a bit more extreme cases um but i know it's predominantly subtle cases that we um go through especially with my degree especially with my degree what i do politics especially with my kind of degree like some people will say some things i'll be like did you did you really read that on wikipedia because maybe you're the one that made that page today and you thought that was a very intellectual comment maybe but (laughs) um i don't think that's educated um but yeah for anyway (laughs) <laughs> that's it's just kmt like it's just keeping my teeth kind of moment <laughs> yeah like, i can imagine it's just jarring yeah what what is just you've mentioned it a few times um with the fact that the device the diversity in york is not great what mm-hmm. is it like day to day sort of being in that situation of mm. you know being surrounded by a lot of 
you know different people mm. um do you, does it make you feel isolated do you even notice it at all or is it just something that you kind of get on with oh you notice it what <laughs> you notice if I, that is the first let me tell you something yeah every single black student before they enter university the first two things that they look for is are there other black people and is there an african caribbean society and also can well it depends if you're a sporty person can you play sports but those are the two the first one are there under black other black people or will they be in my building i lived in durban no no way (laughs) there was like no there was there was like four of us and we were split in that one's huge there's like 15 different accommodations so yeah and they have to make sure they have the quota for each you know accommodation and say yeah we have someone here we have some there cool um but the good thing is my actual flatmates were at because i'm talkative and because i'm like if you mess with me you're not just messing with me you're messing with the god that i serve kind of thing you know it's just like just a little bit of fear you know you have to <laughs> you have to play the game <laughs> um so i i presented that kind of personality and i know that i know people want to learn i think that's the one thing that I really respect i respect somebody that wants to learn and that's how my foot well majority of them you know because some people are just common sense is not common in common people i always say that um but majority really wanted to learn like i remember i had uh <laughs> i had <laughs> i had my wig <laughs> <laughs> I had my wig one day. I promise you, every black yeah. student that's listening to this knows where I'm going. They're like, oh, okay. here we go again. So usually, every single black girl has at least one... This is not my real hair, by the way. I just thought I'd say that. Cool. But every single black girl goes through um, a scenario where they ask you, is that your real hair? Oh, my God, you changed your hair today. Today your hair's red. Oh, it's green. Today's blonde. <laughs> and we always have that. So I've had it with... Yeah, I had it twice when I changed my head. I'm like, oh my God, your hair grew so much. I really, and she was, yeah, she touched my hair. First of all, don't touch my hair. That's one thing. Yeah. But anyway, that, yeah, that, that's, don't, it's okay. You didn't pay for it. So why you're, yeah, cool. But regardless, it's, um, it's awesome to see that people want to learn. I think it's also cool to have those kind of like experiences where, um, there's a difference between wanting to learn and just being ignorant and thank god i had the people that wanted to learn more um and they were very curious but they weren't disrespectful they were never like oh why do black people do this no they were very much like oh how about this when i used to cook jollof rice or plantain my friend would always come be like oh that smells nice you know like where's that from you know because we know how to one day I should cook for you, Liam. You know, when yeah, I see I know. you next year on the reels. Don't like, worry, I'm actually dead serious. Like, I know how good <laughs> I know how good some of the sort of cuisine is. Um, I had oh. a I had a great friend in six sixth form who, um, yeah. you know, was very vocal about how amazing all her like cultural <laughs> food <laughs> is, and like I was all for it. You know, um, yeah, man. A quick little, you know, really quick like mm-hmm. bit. How important and why is sort of black women's hair so important because I, I i learned about a little bit about like how important it is culturally yeah. and and the significance of like even though to some people when you said like don't touch my hair mm. even though that sort of sounds like a quite a like a, a, a not an important thing mm-hmm. it also can be quite an important thing why, yeah. why is your hair so important well you have to look at the history because the reason why 
as a community, sometimes we get kind of annoyed when there's cultural appropriation between braids, between um, hairstyles and stuff like that. It's because people don't know the history behind the hair. First of all, dreadlocks should not be called dreadlocks. The word dread was used by the British um, to call the type of hairstyle dreadful. So that's why even today you can see within our community even i learned when i said i learned that two weeks ago i didn't even know that so, i didn't know that i just yeah that that's what i'm saying so it's like it's it's such a colonial thing like that's why when you call it when you're seeing somebody's hair in locks call it locks because that's that's the way how it is it's like the actual hairstyle is your hair being locked in so it can grow the reason why we don't call it dreadlocks is because again like i said the british used to call it dreadful um and again to seem like the hairstyle's not not um appropriate enough now with the question that you said about do not touch my hair first of all i'm not a pet don't pet me um and yeah like don't do that you wouldn't do that to your child's hair you wouldn't be like oh my god how did you do like you wouldn't so respect my hair second of all do you know how long it takes to put this on do y'all know how do when your head is big as mine look look at the headphones guys look Look at how open it is. My head is wham. My head is wham. So you I think I might be touch. competing with you there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on, on head size. No, no, no. These are children's headphones, so thank God they're even covering because my earrings are already out. So oh, we yeah, okay. yeah, but um, I've done my hair for this many hours. Regardless, like, don't don't touch it. I don't know where your hands have been. Not to be disrespectful, but I don't know where your hands have been. Don't mm. pet me like I'm a dog. And even my friend recently, my, my best friend, shout out, woo, uh, she um, recently told me that um, even during the slave trade period, there would be particular hairstyles that girls would do um, in order to set um, like maps so that way escapees oh, wow. can help themselves actually um, escape. And they would put, um, was it? Like, you know, see, thank you. They'll put seeds of rice so that way escapees can be able to survive outside of, like, just because you've run away don't mean that you found somewhere safe. Because yeah. once you're a slave, like, if you're free, you need to make sure you're emancipated properly with documents. So that's why we kind of get annoyed because nobody really deeps. There is a history behind hair. People don't just plait hair for rubbish. Like people plait hair because of tribe, culture, marriage, um, where you're from, what part of the country you've been in, whether you've been in a war or not, whether, you know, so that's why yeah. the hair thing, it's deeper than just don't touch my hair. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't know sure. that. I didn't know that. It's okay. Um, we learned We learned it today. So, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was important. I knew it was important, yeah. but I, I, I have to say, I don't know about the historical importance of, you know, the hair. Yeah. And obviously I think everyone could agree, like it isn't pleasant to have your hair like touched and, and fondled over. Mm. Um, I'm going to move on to talk a little bit about um, some specific controversy at the University of York oh. at the minute. Um, this should continue on when this podcast comes out. Um, it will be a little bit past this, but I think this topic in particular, in particular is important not just now but for you know the future and for change um i'm not going to be discussing who specifically has this involved i'm not going to yeah. say anything about this person i'm not going to discuss this person um i couldn't care less about this person i'm just specifically going to talk about what was said and mm -hmm. see what you think about it deborah so are you aware at all but try not to spoil it if you are but are you aware of the recent controversy surrounding one of the BAME officers at the University yeah. of York at the minute. Definitely, I am, yeah. Um, so she, she's recently blocked access to her Twitter um, 
because when it sort of started coming out, I started to try and do as much research as I could. Mm. Um, I saw the original tweet and I paraphrased mm. it because since going back to try and look at it, mm. uh, she blocked access to it. But the general gist was that she said that she found it ridiculous that white people could define what racism was. Mm. And I just wondered, what's your opinion on that just to start off and then I'll... I think, okay, first of all, both BAME officers I know quite closely. So um, I think this topic is very controversial. And um, one thing I want to say as well is, I didn't mention it before, but one thing I want to say as well, just because I say an opinion doesn't mean it's an opinion for all black people. I think that's what people, yeah, I think that's what people forget. Um, But to actually address the comment that was mentioned, um, I think what happened, oh, what do you think, Deborah? I think a lot of things. I think it's good to use wisdom, um, but I don't think the extent to um, how people were dragging out the comments saying that she's anti-Semitic, she's this or whatever, whatever was right. I- I'm not going to lie because I, even me, you know, like as much as like they are, I'm not denying that they are friends of mine, but yeah. I also looked at the comment as well and I was a bit like, hmm, okay, I wonder where she's going with this. Um, but what what happened after and the fact that people were like, it's like you make a point, let me, you make a point here and you now come and drag it to North Korea. It, I, I didn't understand how we jumped so high. Um, and yeah, I don't know. That's just me being real. I, I don't know. And I feel like, um, that's why I say Twitter is very, you have to use wisdom. Like, mm. it's not everything um, that you say you should tweet. I think that's for everybody. I've spoken to her personally. Um, but then again, it's not everything that somebody says you should completely rip their whole life down. No. That I didn't think that bit was fair at all. I, yes. I, I really don't think that was fair. She has, been, she has been vilified a little bit and... Yeah you know people accusing her of being anti-semitic for you know being being you know ignorant of white jewish people in the holocaust um i'm not going to say whether or not i agree with that um i believe she has issued an apology yeah she has yeah um but irrespective of her position in yusu Mm. um because Mm. obviously people are now comparing whether yusu in general is anti-semitic um and whether you can say things in the public sphere and have it not represent your views as an officer mm. um just specifically about the the thing that she said do you think she was specifically just trying to say something inflammatory and controversial and do you think it perhaps does the exact opposite what i think we would agree that black lives matter and racial equality is trying to achieve which is creating a safe equal environment and not just doing what you know let's agree the other side is doing throwing hate Mm. Mm. and she's perhaps just gone against what she's supposed to represent as a BAME officer Mm. what I think is that we I keep on using this word wisdom like we really have to make sure that if we're getting a message across like I mentioned earlier is it's being uh portrayed in a way that can be heard you know because it's like when you've said something to somebody just because you said it in a certain way doesn't mean they'll hear it in the way that you want them to hear it. 
and I think that's definitely a lesson that I've learned this year um I think as um she I definitely don't think she was trying to do something that was completely like controversial and trying to tear people down because at the end of the day that's going against who she is I know as a person like yeah she and and it's like it doesn't even make sense for he her to come and do that because first of all she didn't get in a position for her to lose it within two months that doesn't make sense and also it's not why would you go about trying to be controversial when you're a minority like that is not that makes no sense because it's like it, it, it's like why would you want to put yourself in that position kind of thing um so yeah i don't i definitely don't believe she was doing trying to do something controversial i definitely don't think um yes the comment might have seemed controversial i'm not denying that and i'm not discrediting the way how people felt about it but i think we have to look at the bigger picture and look at the fact that as officers look at what they've been trying to do look at what their aim has been look at what they have been doing since they've started as officers i think the fact that they are um vocal is something that we low-key needed in this time this date um because i'm not discrediting the work that previous officers have done absolutely not because i have not been here but i think it is awesome to have something direct it's awesome to have um just saying it clear cut um whether i agree with the comment or not that's besides the point um it's more just what are they trying to achieve and i definitely don't believe that she was trying to be like purposefully like oh you know no of course not um (laughs) like what (laughs) of course not of course not i get you no i'm glad you've you know given your opinion on it and uh yeah I, i i i i hope whatever comes out of it is a positive outcome and, it, and it's not just more uh you know rubbish like just call it as yeah. it is <laughs> rubbish <laughs> i just hope it's not more rubbish because we don't we don't need it now like we don't need it right now we don't like, legit. No. in terms of in terms of you specifically what would you say your responsibility is in 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 the university in terms of representation today tomorrow you know with the world situation what, what would you say mm-hmm. is your responsibility um oh my responsibility i mean that's a heavy question (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no my response i mean uh, i'm currently uh the careers and sponsorship officer of acs um so my responsibility now is to make sure that us as a community we get exposed to opportunities that should be exposed to us just because and i think that's one thing that I'm so sorry, I feel like this is something that's always in the air, but I feel like people get triggered when there's specific programs for specific communities. Yo, the whole reason why we they've created that program is because we weren't even able to get into those particular institutions. So I think as my, my me myself, my duty is to make sure people get um exposure to opportunities that are good for them, that are um better for them that they know they can reach certain places without having to worry about whether the color of their hair or the color of their skin can impact them um yeah, yeah for sure that is my that is my duty sir no that's that awesome i hope it goes well <laughs> i really do yeah thanks thank you i think that's been a lot of like really really good debate and 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 chat and i'm gonna try and end it or well not end it but continue on with a bit more like levity and fun Woo! um exactly there we go that was a bit weird that was your that was your happy dance god like don't attack me i could dance just 
I'm limited right now through the screen. Do you it's get? It's all it's okay. all positive. It's all positivity yeah. <laughs> from here on out. Um, uh, what would you say from the last you know time you know the last year or whatever at university that you've been thankful for that you that you've oh, done? Oh, that's such a good question. That is actually an awesome question. Oh, I am so grateful for my family. That I am so grateful for my family. Like, my mom, I I think as well as children, we should low-key challenge our parents. Once you're allowed to, don't make sure you... Don't be rebellious, kids, all right? Just listen to your parents because... In a respectful I, way. Deborah did not... Thank you. Deborah did not say you should leave your household and... No, I didn't say that. So don't, please. <laughs> what I said <laughs> was I think it's good to challenge our parents. There was a point where I told my mom, I said, Mom, I want you to dream big. You know, I want you to dream big. I don't want you to settle for just where we are. I want you to go bigger because you still have so many years for you. Like, why are, we, why are you just trying to limit yourself? Because currently she's a nurse. And I said, go for the higher position, baby girl. Absolutely. I mean, you've been, you've been in this job. Like, wait, go for it. So she did um, a couple of interviews for what we call band six, which is like, uh, top tier nurse and after band uh, five is band six and then other two is like managerial which is like you're just on a different level but yeah. uh, band six is top and she recently got the job after being rejected three times they made a position for her and I said my family we just be doing bits like we 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 are taking over y'all ain't ready <laughs> like y'all are not ready awesome. y'all see me y'all see me what y'all ain't ready y'all ain't ready so i'm definitely grateful for my family um yeah man they're doing bigger and better things and we're growing and i think that's awesome you know and yeah. it's not every day trying to stay in the stagnant position we're growing as a family which is great yeah yeah you've got to always sure. be chasing you know chasing the next big thing trying to find mm -hmm. what you can be doing never never waste time that's what i never. always say come on preacher <laughs> that's a word come on say it louder for the back exactly <laughs> What would you say in the last sort of time at university that has been a really great learning moment that you've that you've really valued and it, it, it's something that stuck with you? Um, I'm gonna talk about relationships. No, I'm Go I'm for it. We've been waiting um, to talk about relationships. <laughs> really? Okay, I might as well. <laughs> well, diapers. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, listen, like guys, just because you have a crush on somebody doesn't mean you should go and pursue it. Okay. God bless you. Um, but yeah, one thing you with relationships in particular, um, I really do believe like just focus on you. Have a relationship with you. Don't people please, you know? It's not don't get into relationship just because you it looks cute. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you're not emotionally getting invested. I haven't been in a relationship by the way, but what I've seen is what I'm telling you. Some people really get to university just to get in a relationship. I said, for what? You've not invested your feelings. This boy never said he liked you, brother. He never said he wanted to be with you, but you kept on saying, oh, but he thinks about me every night and we always text and he's always sending me red love hearts. I'm like, okay, okay, But he sent it to four different men. What now? Fix up, darling. So yeah, level of, I think... Just, just sounds like level of asexuality has just gone up <laughs> after listening to this. <laughs> oh, crap. That but yeah, I completely sometimes. agree. 
yeah for real man focus on you like why you gotta do the most like don't and when you grow you i'm telling you people get so attracted to the energy that you bring to the room Mm. like you can be the most like you can literally have the worst sense of style but the energy you bring to the room people will not forget you i told guys i've told liam this the first time we met i was in a bonnet no, yeah, no, hold on. I, I promise you, you're going to remember this. I totally <laughs> this, yeah. I said, Liam, you're not going to forget me. I don't think you're understanding. You're, after this interview, you're not going to forget me because I'm, you can't, you can't, you can't. The energy I bring to the room, I know what I'm bringing. I know the energy you're bringing to the room. So because I know that, it's just a confidence that just, it's just so, it's, it's wow. It's like, I want some of the injected, that kind of thing, <laughs> you know? I'm serious, like, it's just like legit. Like, so because of that kind of energy, like people resonate so much with me. Like yeah. regardless of whether I have makeup or not, like it doesn't matter. What you bring to the table is what people want. And what will keep you there is your character. And um, that, yeah. What? <laughs> no confidence. I mean, confidence is key. On, That's it's, it's, yeah. Confidence comes from like you know being at peace with yourself and and you mm. know I think that's something that I've learned as well, especially over the last few years. You know you got yeah. you got to be comfortable with yourself before you can start. Yeah. You know allowing people to come in. But absolutely, um, definitely. I think we're going to be covering. I'm going to be speaking to um, some people in future episodes about like getting into relationships in the university and whether it's a recipe for disaster and and hopefully getting some you know hot takes from people who've been in relationships like all the yeah. way through university so oh they're gonna be spicy it's gonna oh, be it's gonna be interesting gonna be taking notes oh, yeah come on definitely man. for real absolutely what is uh the most fun spontaneous thing that you've done at uni <laughs> okay <laughs> i mean for me i'll start off to give you time to think yeah okay cool <laughs> um so there was an opportunity during freshers week to uh-huh. go on the campus lake in a boat and no. it was a, a, a no one else other than people in my society could do it um because it was a it was a radio thing because i'm in the ury and yeah. randomly there was a space in the boat to go in for 20 minutes on the campus lake. And I was like, you know what? I'm doing it, man. That is like (laughs) the accolade just saying I've been officially on the campus lake. No, like, that's so cool. What the hell? <laughs> like, as in the campus lake is so big as well. Like so many people like, oh, that is so cool. It was that so is much fun. so cool. What? Um, I think for me, oh, what is the most interesting thing I've done? Oh, okay. So I have bias. I'm going somewhere with the story. Just hold on. <laughs> so, <laughs> quickly, quickly, talk, finish it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So basically I have bias, yeah. And um, I was playing basketball. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I know this one. Okay, I was playing basketball. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's kind of spontaneous, but it's funny regardless. So you guys can laugh. It's okay. Playing basketball. It's now trials. You know, I'm like the only black girl ever. I'm not really surprised. Oh, well, welcome to the world of diversity. Anyway, um, I'm playing and whatever, you know, cool. I have a wig on. I have a stinking wig on when I'm sweating. My glow is even removing itself. <laughs> I said, who asked me? Who actually asked me? So now I'm trying to tackle the ball of this one particular girl. And she yeah. now holds my wig by accident and moves it off. And pulls it off. <laughs> I've never... I, the spontaneous moment was when Horrified. it shifted from here to here. I legit took off my wig, threw it across the court and continued playing. 
in front of 150 boys. Move. 150 boys. Fresh this week, by the way. Like, that is a lot of anxiety, guys. <laughs> if <there's> anyone, <laughs> that is too much. <laughs> so legit, I took off my wig. And thank God my braids underneath were neat because if they were, oh, if they were mad, I would have held onto that wig, threw it across the court, and I legit ran after the ball. And all the boys were in such shock. I swear to God, so many people laughed. I was just stood there like, I don't care. I'm getting on this team, like regardless. So yeah, that's not spontaneous. Um, I threw. A that is wig. a power. Um, that is a power move and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. What else could I have done? Getting a bit excited over there. Oh, yeah. Slamming I know. It's because of my laptop. Sorry. It's because of my laptop. Oh, dear. Yeah. But, yeah, that was miscellaneous for real. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, it's random experiences <laughs> like that that make the uni <laughs> experience anyway. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's so much fun. But we're going we're gonna to start wrapping it up. And, I mean, in our little pre-interview, which was a few weeks ago now, Mm-hmm. we talked about um you mentioned that something you're a big advocate for is encouraging confidence and you've talked about mm-hmm. that with like you know being at peace with yourself and and you know being relaxed and confident um you mentioned like being an advocate for confidence in students especially like mm-hmm. what would you say you would encourage people to do whether it be going out and trying new societies or meeting people, what 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 sort of things works for you in in terms of mm. sort of solidifying your your level of confidence that that you that you have? I think it's just about being unapologetically you. Um, if this is what you bring to the table, don't try and be somebody else for university. Don't try and be, um, you know, the big guy when you were hella shy in sixth form because that is a thing it isn't it sense. people t- that, people come to uni and then try and reinvent themselves such a big <laughs> thing like i swear to god it's so many people like i knew a friend of mine that went to sixth form he came back changed his name changed everything i said yo why are you trying to do the most i know you we didn't even speak like why are you trying to wait no like just be unapologetic to you because again that's what attracts people to you people like someone that's genuine people like someone that's authentic people like somebody that when i see you in real life this is actually how you are um so confidence level just be you Uh, like you don't need to be a copy of somebody else because if if that was the case god would have made that person twice like it's okay like it's actually all right so yeah just be you man (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean for me personally i found like doing more public speaking has been something that's like because public speaking is probably one of those things where it's like a lot of people are, are rightly terrified of it yeah and in my experience the only solution is to just do more and legit because like even even from just the avenue of like having to do a presentation in, in a seminar mm. and and just getting good at that can be so transferable in how you you know act around people and how you handle yourself um and you know, I found it massively useful in just my general demeanor and being able to like feel confident and ready to take on any challenge, you know. And I think it's important for people to put themselves out of their comfort zone totally every so agree. often. Totally and not just agree. and not just like, you know, coast along. Yeah. Um, but it, anything that's not growing is dying. If you're not growing then yeah. it's sad. Like, no. Definitely I agree with that. What is your plan? We're gonna we're gonna wrap it up soon, but mm-hmm. Before you before you graduate, what is your, what is your what is your one thing, or it could be it could be any number of things that you mm-hmm. want to try and achieve before before you graduate at Uni of York. 
I promise you, oh, this is a fantastic question because I already have the answer. So, you know, in graduation, you know, like when they do that, like there's this com commemoration speech or whatever. I don't know. Someone special gets picked to do like, you know, the interesting speech about, oh my God, yeah. this is the best university. I would absolutely love to do that. That is the one thing I would love to do. Be there with my, oh, with my fan and self <laughs> and the weight and the cap. And I'm standing there saying, this universe, what? I love that. Like, um, yeah, you'd strike me as being thing. you'd strike me as being really good at that so i yeah, i, I, I hope to send my application out here do you think this is just for you listen <laughs> people gotta know my name out there like the vice pre sir the vice principal sir i mean <laughs> my name is deborah conte you will not forget my name because i will be on that podium i will i would love to do that absolutely oh absolutely i maybe find a man you know i'm just saying um my instagram name will probably be somewhere y'all can find me anywhere i mean youtube like i'm just saying if if come on let me just frame myself can i just do a little bit Listen, go plug it if, i'll give if you a 30 second you, plug if you have if you have listened to this podcast and you've absolutely loved my radio voice i would advise you to follow my youtube channel because your girl looks like a snack and is a snack in real life can i get an amen hallelujah <laughs> i mean i love the lord i play basketball and i read poetry so don't think your girl's not versatile just saying you know this has turned into <laughs> one of those like 80s dating profiles where they like <laughs> speak into the camera i'm deborah i do walks on the beach <laughs> 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 it's like i'm sorry to demean your, your attempt at a plug there but, but no absolutely do, okay. I, do you have anything that you want to plug like anything you're doing um what, what, what do i want to plug um for all my beautiful black students out there uh make sure you guys come to acs events this year make sure you come to careers events come on man we've got to do better as a community um that's one and then also just make sure you follow my youtube channel i'm trying to reach 1000 subscribers people come on how has this beautiful girl had not reached a thousand subscribers i don't understand it i mean um but for sure make sure you follow deborah c um and yeah that's really it it's okay i don't need to show too much let's you make know, it happen let's get deborah to a thousand please but anyway <laughs> absolutely well deborah thank you so much for coming on the show it's been a pleasure to talk to you. you've been an absolutely amazing guest thank you and really interesting things to talk about and i hope people listening to the podcast has learned something new and perhaps change your opinion about where you might treat people or maybe you know hold people to account or you might see doing something that you don't agree with and I hope you've generally enjoyed the talk and uh, sharing some more fun stories. Um, wherever you've been listening to this, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, where you've checked out the YouTube channel, make sure to drop it a like, five-star rating, whatever. That would be really appreciated. Oh, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> Check out Deborah's uh, socials and YouTube channel. Give us some support as well. And we'll see you in the next episode, guys. Peace. Thank you, Deborah.